When Ryudin tries to finish him off, somehow Atami Fuji skirts around the edge of the doyo, only to be nearly pushed out again by Ryudin. And I thought at this point Ryudin had it, but somehow, again, up against the bales, Atami Fuji skirts back into the side, and after one minute of battling it out, Ryudin succumbs to a slap and pull down and hits the dirt at the ring's edge while Atami Fuji stayed in the ring somehow. They were both beat to hell after this match, which I always love to see, and it was just a really great match. And I think Ryudin, although he lost, he deserves some credit here. It was a very strong, very offensive match for him. He just couldn't finish off Atami Fuji uh, when it counted. And also, I'd like to put out a Heine alert because this match I did unfortunately see Atami Fuji's Heine crack. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say we always see the Heinies. Um well I don't but, but not the the crack. Yeah. yeah like we see their high knees, but we didn't see the crack. But sometimes this was depending on where they hold right. on the belt, yeah. you can get a you can left top, right at the crack. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get the plumber's butt. Yeah, Who would have got... thought that you could get a plumber's butt in a Mawashi? Right. Well, I did. So high knee alert there. <laughs> anyway, on to another match. Onosho versus Midori Fuji. I enjoy talking about Midori Fuji. I'm probably going to talk more about Midori Fuji because he's just so darn exciting. But this match was fun because Onosho had the win pretty much until the very end when he didn't. He had overpowered Midori Fuji and rushed him back. But in a desperate attempt for a win, he overshot his final thrust. And that's when Midori Fuji just cleverly stepped to the side and stayed in while Onosho fell forward with just that too much forward lean and sent himself out of the ring. But I'm on the Midori Fuji train just... I want to say it on day four. Okay, I'm going to jump to two of my faves, battling it out, Takayasu versus Kirishima. I love both of these men. I would like to, like, if my dream night, like, I was out with them, I would like to partner dance with one while the other one watches and then switch and then dance with the other one while the other one waits to dance with me again. I like these two. You oh, could throw... interesting addition of one waiting and watching yeah. you. yeah. Yeah, that's I'm like, part I, of the yeah, dream. That's part of the dream. Okay. And I would even throw Asanoyama in there as well, dancing with me. Watching would, too? Yeah, he's waiting his turn. Okay. And I slow dance with okay. each of them. I see. But in this case, Takayasu and Kirishima got more dancing and uh, closeness than I did. Mm. Takayasu used his hands to the face of Kirishima to swat him down. All thrust from Takayasu um, in this match, and he kept Kirishima from getting close and to the inside. Mm -hmm. Takayasu was in charge the entire time, and Kirishima actually had no answer for Takayasu's strength and size, which I thought it's always nice to see that old Ozeki pride over that new Ozeki pride, mm -hmm. and it was a really nice, nice match with a Tsukio Toshi win for Takayasu. Yeah. Last bout of the day, Takakesho versus Meisei. Now, I love a bloody battle, and that's what we got with this one. These two bonk heads with epic force, as you would expect, it's all bluster and all power from Takakesho, which has Meisei stepping up his game and moving around just as quickly trying to hang on. And Takakesho pushes Meisei back to the edge with his huge blasts, 
Maysay rallies and inches back on Takakei's show. Maysay then very smartly steps to the side right when Takakei's show is thrusting. So Takakei's show hits air instead of Maysay's chest and then stumbles forward. That spelled the end for Takakei's show. And Maysay quickly got in and drove Takakei's show back and out with Yorikiri win, which took our uh, Ozeki uh, to a three and one record at the end of day four. And Maysay is one and three, but that one win was Takakesho. Pretty good win if you're going to have one win and three losses. Three Ozekis and only one of them won mm-hmm. on that day. Mm-hmm. Bad day for Ozekis overall. Yeah. Okay, day five. Day five was Tamawashi's birthday. Yay! Where he turned 39 years old. And of course, the announcers would not let us forget how old he is. Yes. But it reminded me, did you hear the interview when Daesho turned 30? No. It was hilarious because he got slightly annoyed and was like, you guys, my body does not change overnight. I have the same body at 30 that I had at 29. (laughs) And I thought, I wonder if that's how Tamawashi feels, too. He just wants to be like, shut up. Oh, my gosh. Enough already. All right. Day five. Ichi Yamamoto Oshidashi'd with his style of sumo and got... Maybe his best start ever on any basha that I remember. He went to five and zero yeah. on day five. This was probably the day I was like, oh, it's Yamamoto starting to stand out here. Mm-hmm. How exciting. Mm-hmm. Good I think for this is him. The, the storyline, one of the storylines we're watching. Yeah, most definitely. So he went five and oh on day five. He had not lost. I just want to mention uh, the Takara Fuji versus Chura no Umi fight, not for the sumo itself. Chura Naomi walked away with that win, but sometimes sumo treats us to the most interesting bandages ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chura Naomi's bandage, I just want to mention because it's one of those odd over the eye, not over the eye itself, but over the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And it ends up looking like a big fat mustache over one eye. Mm-hmm. It is just one of the truly most amazing bandage jobs I've ever seen. Perhaps there's a secret to this. There is sumo spirit within the bandage itself. Perhaps. perhaps. And if you make it large enough, it could become part of your style of mm-hmm. sumo, your brand of sumo. Mm-hmm. It wards off evil spirits, yes. perhaps. And that is what Chora Naomi's bandage did on day five. It warded off the evil spirit of Takara Fuji on that day and just won the day. So well done. I want to mention Hira Doumi who met Ryuden on day five. And I want to mention Hira Doumi because the crowd loves him. Mm-hmm. He is a hometown boy. Mm-hmm. And what I'm I'm loving, not only about his sumo this time, but just I'm loving watching the audience appreciate him and get up and cheer for him and scream for him. And it seems like he is feeding off of it somehow. And his his belly bounces are just like stratospherically good this time. He did picture perfect sumo sliding in tight on Ryuden and belly bouncing him out. It was fast. It was powerful. Well done, Hiradumi. And Hiradumi had not had the best start. He lost the first three days in a row, but here he is on day five turning it around, and I am all for it. So well done. I'm going to skip all the way to the end. Got two more fights to mention. One is Big Daesho versus Big K, Kotonowaka. Mm-hmm. Both were 4-0 and at this point, so 
No, neither one of them had lost, basically. So Daesho came in very, very low at the Tachiai. Kotonowaka saw it and grabbed under Daisho's shoulder for a katasukashi. It was just really pretty, and I thought, mm, well done, Kotonowaka. Yeah, another storyline uh, 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 happening uh. is that Kotonowaka is the prince of sumo in many ways, and he's he is looking great. He does look like sumo royalty as of late. He does. My favorite moment of day five has nothing to do with the sumo itself. Right. But it was the epic stare down that we got between Gonoyama and Hoshoryu. It was incredibly long. I actually went and watched it in full real time, not in mm-hmm. highlight time, because they skipped a lot of it right. in the highlights. So I went back, and it's over three minutes long yeah. that these guys just stared yeah. at each other. So Gonoyama got ready. He put one hand down, and then Hoshoryu just squatted down and never put his hands down. Never. Just stared through the eye holes of Gonoyama. Just wouldn't get ready. And then Gonoyama would sort of like stand up and walk around. Hoshoryu would stand up, and they get right back down in their crouches. And it just went on and on and on. It was nuts. I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. Yeah, I um, maybe we can play a little game. These are the thoughts I thought could have happened. Great, like these, like during the stare. Great, I'll play, I'll play Hoshoryu. I'll play Gonoyama, and you play Gonoyama. This is the inner monologue of Great. Hoshoryu and Gonoyama. You didn't flush the toilet. What is going on? <laughs> Let's go. You stole my girl. Did I eat the wrong thing for breakfast? (laughs) Why isn't he going? This is my turf. This is my sumo turf. Okay, my knees are starting to hurt now. You did not save me a seat on the bus. Oh my god, what is up with this guy? Why does he look like this at me? I feel a little uncomfortable. (laughs) That's all I got. Oh, okay. That's all I get. It just went on and on and on. I just kept thinking in my mind, like, all the things that, like, he could be upset about, like, Hoshoryu. And then afterwards, of course, all the hubbub, all the sumo community was like, oh, this big stare. And it was exciting um, because we were like, what the heck is happening? And he got in trouble. He had to go have, like, Hoshoryu had to go have meetings with, like, everybody, the referee. And he got scolded. And everybody had to answer for his behavior. Well, what was so nuts about it was it was like, where's all this dude coming from? Do these guys know? Do they know each other? Right. It seemed real personal. That's yeah. why I was like, did he steal his girl? Did he not flush? Like, what What happened? And Yeah. And the rest of us are like, Gonoyama is kind of a new guy. Like, do, what have you have you guys even met before? Like, what, yeah. is, what is happening? Well, and the hubbub that everyone has discussed is that it's just about... Um, Whoever has the more senior kind of position, the other person has to, I think, prepare and be ready to fight, not in reverse. It's kind of considered an insult. Anyway, it was some sort of slight by one to the other. And there's some sort of process or some sort of understanding that's unsaid of respect. It just made me think, oh, we need to contact some ex-Rikishi and find out more about 
this kind of stuff. That's right. And what is happening here? Once the sumo started in this moment, Gonoyama went for Hoshoryu's throat, and it really seemed to make Hoshoryu mad. Hoshoryu did a slap down and pushed back on Gonoyama, who went back all the way across the ring and out. Just the whole thing was spicy. It was from spicy. beginning to end, and it was oddly spicy. It was like getting an extra spicy Thai meal when you really just wanted like just a little bit of spice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Day six. A match I'd like to mention is Sadanoumi versus Atami Fuji. Mm. Now, this ended up being a win for Sadanoumi, who stopped all the momentum of Atami Fuji. Apparently, Sadanoumi has what it takes to belly bump Atami Fuji back and not allow him the belt grab. Sadanoumi had a shallow grip and it worked really well. So Sadanoumi flung Atami Fuji around the doyo and to the edge and almost out. Atami Fuji tried his best to deny that, but he couldn't. All of Sadanoumi's power and veteran know-how tipped Atami mm-hmm. Fuji over the edge with a Yori Kitty. Yeah, I think you're right. It was probably that veteran mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And, and Shoji Atami Fuji has still room to grow. Mm-hmm. He's still so dominant in his youth and his strength and his body size. He has so many advantages and his heart. We just love the kid. Yeah. But Sadanoumi knows how to take on a guy this size and he did he had a game plan he stuck with it and it worked i also is this the right match uh i'm thinking there was a match in which atami fuji had a belt grip and then lost it oh i don't know and i, I wonder remember. i think it was this match mm. i mean it was ages ago it was like 14 months ago because <laughs> you know, does yeah. feel like that <laughs> but i seem to remember watching his hand and thinking oh if he had just been able to hold on to that belt he might have got it so it was like a hand strength thing i wondered maybe maybe i don't know but it ended up with a loss but that's okay he's still five and one atami fuji so we can still hope that he wins this whole thing yes okay so along with ichiyamamoto exactly that Mm -hmm. one i'm also pulling for Mm -hmm. um i do love a win where it looks like someone completely owned the other person and that would be nishikigi Versus Hokuseiho, mm-hmm. because I love a lift up and out on Hokuseiho of all people. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to beat a giant is to treat him like a baby. And Hokuseiho's strength isn't enough to lift up on bottom heavy Nishikigi. Mr. Thunderpants? <laughs> Mr. Thunderpants. So it was a Tsuridashi win for Nishikigi. And I just I just love it when a guy who's 6'7 gets tossed out like a small toddler. Yeah. It's oh. just I never get tired of it. And did you hear that? That was Hakuho's head exploding somewhere in the coach's room when that happened. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Going, what did you what? allow him to do? He has things he's got to learn. Okay. From the Prince of Sumo, Kotonowaka versus Hokuto Fuji. This was epic tachiai, as you'd expect, from Hokuto Fuji. Kotonowaka, though, withstands it. Hokuto Fuji is all over the place, and Kotonowaka struggles to kind of calm the pace of the bout, but he does. He just calms everything and is always trying a new move in response to Hokuto Fuji's advances. And then Kotonowaka gets a massive swat in there, and that turns Hokuto Fuji a little bit, and Kotonowaka can now attack, and he does. He rushes Hokuto Fuji back, he skirts around the ring, but runs out of gas on the retreat and steps out. It was a simple Oshidashi win for Kotonowaka, but again, he's at 6-0, and oh, he's looking dominant and he has kind of aced every one of his bouts Mm -hmm. up to this point Mm -hmm. all right i hated the way this turned out but 
I love new storylines. Gonoyama versus Kirishima. Kirishima basically just got slapped down by the newbie, Gonoyama. It happened so quickly. And I think actually Kirishima lost his footing a bit more than usual. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. He fell to the dirt real fast. But I watched it in slow-mo just to see if it was more his slipping or it was Gonoyama. And uh, Gonoyama's approach... it was no accident. It was a beautiful barrage of slaps from Gonoyama with one epic shoulder blast that blasted Kirishima to the side and into the dirt. And he just couldn't, he couldn't stand up against it. It was a beautiful Tsukiyotoshi win for Gonoyama, um, Goedo's protege, and he's he's very exciting to me. I, I'm going to call this one the Slippy Otoshi. All right. I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm, I'm not sure that was all Gonoyama. I think that was a slippy Otoshi. All right. Agree to, uh, to Agree disagree. To disagree. Yes. Yes. We both got tripped up on that. Agree to disagree. That's right. Takeyasu versus Hoshoryu. Now, this is what it looks like to get thrown into the pool by Takeyasu. <laughs> Hoshoryu was <laughs> That's a good, all, good title. all over Takeyasu with the energy from up top. It was full body sumo from Hoshoryu. I would expect nothing less. There was leg trip maneuvers. I mean, everything under the sun and lightning quick pacing from Hoshoryu. Takeyasu then ups his tempo and plays hardball and stays really well grounded, trying to get a grip the whole time and staying connected to Hoshoryu. His former Ozeki pride and experience showed because eventually he went in for the belt on Hoshoryu. He was sort of, he got it, and he was sort of overreaching, sort of, and Hoshoryu was, I guess, swallowed up by Takeyasu's bigness. Takeyasu just enveloped him, and now Hoshoryu is sideways and awkward, so Takeyasu just beautifully tosses him back and over his leg. Hoshoryu hits the dirt with a beautiful Komatsu, oh, Komatsu, Komatatsuki, <laughs> or, no, or just a, over or a, a tomato, a tomato ski purse, tomato, tomato, a tomato ski, a tomato ski, over thigh scooping body drop. Yeah, over thigh scooping body drop. It's when the opponent responds to being thrown and puts his leg out forward to balance himself and grabbing the underside of the thigh and lifting up on it, throwing the opponent down. Y'all, you can do this on your friends. Yeah. Go up to an unsuspecting friend right. who's got their feet sort of far apart and then just lean over, pick up one thigh and throw them backwards. Yeah. Over That's your thigh. Yeah. Like, or you could be like, would you like to have a seat on my thigh? Yeah. Whoops. And then they sit down and then you just toss them backwards. Yeah. That's all you do. Komatatsuki or tomato ski yeah. is what it looks like to my eye. Yeah. 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 But I love this day because this is the day Takayasu's mom got on social media mm-hmm. and was like, look at what my son did. And I went online and I was like, oh, "We he did so good. We loved it. We're big Takayasu fans. And she wrote back. She y'all, did. Baby Takayasu's mom wrote us back and said, wow, thanks. And my heart exploded. Yes. <laughs> Yes, as mine did as well. When I saw that notification come in, I was like, we're one step closer it's to the little me things. singing karaoke with him one day. It's the little things that uh, are just so awesome. We're not that far away from these guys. We're just fans. Yeah. That is all I've got for day six. Day seven was such a great day of sumo. Such a good day of sumo. I'm going to start with Sadanaumi versus Ichiyamamoto, who at this point was 6-0. and he went into this having not lost. Sadanumi, however, did not let Ichiyamamoto get away from him. Because Ichiyamamoto stopped going on the offensive here. And instead, 
went backwards. And if you start going backwards and you're a pusher thruster, you just don't have the oomph behind your pushes. And when people catch you, they can just take you right on out. And that is what happened. Sadano Umi gave Ichiyamamoto his first loss. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. You can't win them all unless you're Hakaho or somebody like that. Right. Terano Fuji. But I was sad. <laughs> sad to see Ichiyamamoto lose. However, 6-0, and well, I guess it would be 6-1. and It's not a bad record on day seven. I'm also going to talk a little bit about hometown boy again, Hirado Umi versus Atami Fuji mm-hmm. this day. Hirado Umi snuggled in tight and pushed his chest and belly against Atami Fuji. Atami Fuji tried to skip backwards against Hirado Umi, so he just skipped and skipped and skipped all the way around the side of the ring, about 360 degrees all the way around. But I think Hirado Umi was just like, so much faster. Mm-hmm. He's smaller. He's faster. And Atami Fuji just eventually stepped right on out. He's like, I can't stay ahead of this kid. Or this crowd is just so... He's given him the power. Yeah. Like the juju is coming from this crowd and Atami Fuji just could not match it. So Hiradoumi walked away with that one. I saw something on day seven, Sumo, that I have never, ever seen before. What is that? Oh, yes. Uh, me too. And this happened in the Hokuseiho Midori Fuji match. And we've talked about this before, that if sumo matches go on for a really long time, mm-hmm. they could take a water break. Yeah. They I just like a timeout. Yeah, they get a timeout. I had just never seen one happen. Right. Until day seven. So these two wrestlers, the tallest wrestler in the entire top division and the smallest wrestler in the top division who you would think would give you a sumo match that would be over real fast didn't do that at all they locked up in the center of the ring and they spent ages they spent ages in the center of the ring with Midori Fuji's head buried in Hokuseho's stomach and Hokuseho sort of leaning over him awkwardly. Gosh, ages and ages. Midori Fuji would sort of spin around. He would spin Hokuseho around. He would try to trip him. He would try to kick him. He would pull up on Hokuseho's belt. Hokuseho would recover. And then he would pull upwards on Midori Fuji's belt, who would spin again. But one couldn't get the upper hand. And this this happened for a full four minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the Gyoji stepped in and said, okay, time for a break. So the Yoji, I thought it was really cool. He marked where mm-hmm. their toes were mm-hmm. in salt. Mm-hmm. And then he talked to him for a little bit saying, we're going to remember exactly where your hand is and your hand is and your hand is. Okay, now you can step apart. And so they stepped apart. They walked to their corners. They sweated a whole bunch. They breathed deeply. They drank some water. They got toweled off. So mm-hmm. they weren't so sweaty anymore. And then they came back together and stepped on their little marks. And then there must have been like some video that they were comparing it to because they got their hands back together and then they were checking in with one of the sideline judges about exactly where someone's hand was. and Or what kind of grip it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly what kind of grip it was. And there was a little confusion. They sort of stepped back and then stepped into it again. It took longer than I thought it would to get right back to those positions. And then the Gyoji said, go again. And we were right back to the exact same kind of sumo where Midori Fuji would spin around and try to trip and kick. And Hokuseiho was just immovable. Or asleep or drunk. It's hard to tell. 
<laughs> I thought it was a really, really cool match. And yeah. The wait ended after six minutes and 40 seconds of sumo, which is by far the longest sumo I have, longest sumo match I've ever watched mm-hmm. in my life. Midori Fuji tried yet another leg trip. And Hokuseho countered with an Uwatanage, which was also really kind of looked more like, I'm just going to lean into you as I fall. And he completely pancaked Midori Fuji, who I hope went home and like got in the sauna and got some ice cream (laughs) and some donuts for all the work that he did in those six minutes and 40 seconds of sumo. (laughs) They deserved a hamburger on that day. Yes. Or a whole pizza. All right. There was so much other good sumo that day. It's really hard not to talk about every single fight. But if I sat here all day and did that, our episode would be three hours long. So I'm going to skip right to the end (laughs) and talk about Takakesho versus Gonoyama. Now, you know, I didn't so much think that Gonoyama earned that win against Kirishima Mm -hmm. the day before. However, he absolutely earned this win against Takakesho, and he's got to be super, super happy about it. Gonoyama got at a beautiful inside position when Takakesho went for one of those killer roundhouse slaps that he is known for, and once he got it, that was the end. Takakesho was pushed up and out, and... I, it's hard to say I feel bad for Takakesho, but I I do because I want him to be Yokozuna. I want him Yeah. I want him to snag the lifelong dream that he and his father have had <laughs> to be Yokozuna. But I think this win I mean this loss, excuse me, I think this loss doesn't make it look like he's ever gonna get there. Yeah. Like because Gonoyama's a, if you can get Easily beaten by a newbie, that says a lot. By a, yeah, rank and, and filer, somebody who's not... Gunayama was Sekiwaki. pure bluster, and he's similar in height, so Takakesha doesn't have the advantages that he sometimes has with other differently sized wrestlers, but but that's the, there's always a spoiler. Endo was a spoiler for many. There's always a spoiler. So it turned out that Gunayama spoiled it for Takakesho. Yep. Maybe this time. We'll see. Maybe. Anything's possible. Yeah. Day eight, everyone. Ichiyamamoto continues his streak of wins. I just love the storyline. Ichiyamamoto moves really fast at the Tachiai after he stops Takara Fuji's charge. He advances back and with like quick movements, he starts his thrusting series. It's one swat to the back that gets Takara Fuji sent to the dirt. Now he is at Migashir 14, so he has not been wrestling the higher ranked guys. Um, he will soon this next week and we will see more from Ichiyamamoto, but I don't care. He won, and I'm loving that he's 7-1. I loved also uh, the snake versus Ryudin versus Hokuseiho again, because the bruiser is back, meaning Ryudin, and uh, he's he's the bad boy, and he's back, and he's doing some aggressive and slick sumo. He was all over Hokuseiho and pushing up and pushing up on Hokuseiho with that Hazuoshi, that inside grip right under the pits. It didn't work, but it was closer than anyone else had kind of gotten because Rudin has more of a height advantage up against Hokuseiho. So he has to meet him differently than, say, what we saw before, which is Midori Fuji. Completely different sumo um, for Hokuseiho between those two opponents. Ryudin's approach did work 
uh, Hokuseho back and to the edge. And in, instead of pushing him over the bales, because it was hard to kind of do that from Hokuseho's defensive position of kind of like being drunk or asleep over the top of Ryudin, Ryudin lifted up and then pulled down with all of his might. Hokuseho hit the dirt on his belly with a pulling overarm throw. So good um, strategy from Ryudin. He tried everything and it worked. It worked and shows Okuseho has a lot of, a lot to learn. He may have the advantage on the size, but he's got a lot to learn. Well, he also might have been tired from the six minutes and 40, <laughs> 40 seconds of sumo that he just did the day before. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Another match that was pretty exciting. Midori Fuji threw a huge Tsukinage throw on Myogaryu. I just love how fast he is to get into those throwing positions. I'm constantly amazed at Midori Fuji's quickness. He is so freaking fast. And he did a beautiful throw on Myogaryu. And it just, it looked like it could have hurt Myogaryu, yeah. the strength of it. It was wasn't nuts. just a small throw. It was it was a superhero toss. Yeah, it was. It made it made Myogaryu look like a, a bag of potatoes, like nothing. <laughs> well, I loved this next match because Asanayama is back in and he fights Takakesho on this day. And I loved the beauty of this kind of double air throw by both men where at the very end where Asanoyama defied gravity to stay in the air longer than Takakesho for the win. So basically on the first day back, Asanoyama handles the straightforward sumo from Takakesho. It's Takakesho's typical A game approach. Asanayama tries to get inside on Takakesho and does enough to lift him upwards and kind of paralyze his blasts. He inches to the edge and throws a shatatanage on Takakesho, and it's beautiful. These two huge bodies are just flying through the air, and unfortunately, Takakesho hits the ground first, and it's just awesome to kind of see Takakesho manhandled by yes. another very large wrestler. The other thing that's nice is... Asanoyama is back wrestling where he should be. Right. He's he, injured, but he's at least back up there. But on his first day back, mm -hmm. he's taking on a Nozeki. Right. And that feels right in my bones. That feels right. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Agree. That is kind of all I've got for day eight. There were other matches to chat about, but we've got day nine and day ten. Can I mention one more from day eight, though? Sure. Just because I loved it so much. Shodai versus Kotonawaka. It was just classic Shodai sumo against Kotonawaka, who's having a very good run. Mm -hmm. This Basho, it was high sumo, meaning, you know, their knees weren't bent very much. And uh, it, they were just forward, backward, all over the place. Kotonawaka couldn't move. Shodai, that surprised me. Shodai spun around and pushed Kotonawaka back. Shodai just showed really good footwork and just showed why he is where he is. Because he's a big, strong guy who can just respond to almost anything. And it was great to see him win over Kotonawaka. Mm -hmm. Never count him out. That's right. So going into day nine, I just want to say this as often as I can. The sole leader was Ichiyamamoto. There it is. <laughs> and there were nine men trailing, so I'm not going to list who they were. Our sole leader, Ichiyamamoto, took on Tamawashi, who is a primo 
pusher, and thruster. Ichiyamamoto holding on to the number one spot. And surprisingly, Ichiyamamoto got it. Had to, didn't even circle who had won. So Ichiyamamoto got his kachikoshi on day nine. And more excitingly, holding on to his space as the sole leader. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. Hira Daumi, still bolstered by this crowd who love him, has found even more fresh air to breathe. And he got his sixth win in a row to go to six and three, this time against Roga. He is just looking unstoppable and it's really fun. I got to see my favorite Kimarite on day nine. This time, from someone I've never seen it from, Kimbozan. Sadanumi had Kimbozan on the Tawara. Looked like he was on his way out, but Kimbozan lifted up on Sadanumi's Mawashi and swung him out to his right and behind him and off the doyo instead. The crowd loved it and so did I. The Uchari is just never fails to please me to no end. So thank you, Kimbozan, for giving me that. Asanayama. I want to talk about him because he met Kadishima mm-hmm. on day nine. There was a lot of back and forth. And it was super close. Very, very, very close. So close that they had to check the replay. Because it was one of those endings where Asanoyama went flat on his belly as Kadishima went backwards and out over the bales. And those are always like you gotta you gotta really look at them closely to see whose foot turned over first. But after they made sure it was official, Kadishima walked away with that win. But again, I was just so I'm just so happy to see Asanoyama up here, mm-hmm. sort of being the magic maker and saying, "Okay, who's really got the juice today? Like I I'm I should be here fighting all you guys. I'm just as good as you guys. Here's the magic I'm gonna help make." Last one, Kotonwaka versus Hoshoryu. Both were six and two going into day nine. And Kotonwaka dispatched Hoshoryu faster and in a more straightforward manner than I ever would have imagined. Kotonwaka drove forward. Hoshoryu swiveled and tried to do one of those big throws over his, one of his thighs that he's so famous for. But Kotonwaka just like, he just shaded out all light and he would not let Hoshoryu move him one way or the other. And instead, he threw Hoshoryu to the ground with a Yori Taoshi. So Hoshoryu just went flat. Yes. Flat on his butt. Yes, he and did. I loved it. Yes. I think we both enjoy it when he gets beat. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. But then there's a lot of people who absolutely love, love, love when he wins in his kind of sumo. So there's room for all kinds of Hoshoryu fans in this great big sport of sumo. Are we ready for day 10? Mm-hmm. All right. Ichiyamamoto versus Hirodoumi, the two people we've been chatting a lot about. Okay. I hated that Ichiyamamoto lost this one, but... Hiradumi was just quicker off the tachiai and swallowed up Ichiyamamoto and drove him back and straight out. It was straightforward, fast sumo. Yori Kitty win for Hiradumi. So now Hiradumi is at seven and three and Ichiyamamoto is at eight and two. Yeah, not many people can win consistently going backwards. Some can. Mm-hmm. Shodai's very good at it. Mm-hmm. There's some people really good at, the, good edge. at the edge. Yeah. But Ichiyamamoto, not as good at that right. yet. 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 So he'll, he'll get lo- there one yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. So that meant he lost his sole leadership spot. That's right. 
Tamawashi fell uh, with Rudin, and I was kind of worried. There, There's things that happen on day 10. I get really worried about how people start falling, and I'm like, oh, no. It's like yeah, Tamawashi. Yeah, several of them. Yeah, and yeah, him up against Rudin. I don't know. I was just a little bit worried. Kotoeko, by the way, he pulled out on day 10 with an injury. This is a left knee injury, and he has never missed a day of school since 2007. Hmm. So over a thousand bouts without a Kyujo. So that's kind of remarkable. You know, he's like yeah. Tamawashi, who's just like never missed a day of sumo. And uh, I hope he's going to be okay. But it says it's going to take two weeks. Of course, that's not really the real healing, you know, timeline. But of course, in sumo, everything takes two weeks to heal. But I hope he's going to be back and healthy next time we see him. Um, Hokuseiho got baby lifted again out of the doyo by he got the memo. He, uh, he, uh, Surugisho got the memo on how to beat him. I think. Yeah. Lift up and out. Yeah. Yeah. Atami Fuji got his Kachikoshi up against Shona Naomi, So that's good. Atami Fuji sitting at eight and two, but the match I want to chat about mostly is the Midori Fuji versus Takiyasu bout. Takiyasu at the top, he had a plan. Let's just keep Midori Fuji the hell away from him like Mm -hmm. from being close like he's like just get keep him away keep pummeling his face like no one's business and he did that for quite a while until midori fuji just he's so good he's like a gnat he withstood it and eventually just waited for a split second when he could work his way inside and he did and i'm sure takiyasu said okay if this is going to be a belt battle i'll grab on too and that's what it kind of became he got a real quick belt grab on midori fuji but midori fuji is just too quick because a split second after takiyasu got a grip midori fuji had already set up for a throw he threw a beautiful kotanage on takiyasu and takiyasu flipped and hit the dirt and it hurt my heart a little bit but then again i'm like midori fuji is just so exciting i just always think of kanishiki in these moments where he talks about how those little guys are so dangerous and he hates them yeah yeah you can't see them and they break your elbows and right yeah and i just thought oh i wonder if that's what takiyasu is thinking We'll never know. But you could definitely see him going, you're not getting close. You're not getting close. Oh, darn it. You're close. <sighs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> well, a guy your own size has the same advantages and disadvantages of, as you. So you can kind of imagine what they would do on your body. Like, it makes more sense. But I can't imagine fighting somebody who has, an, like, such a different body type than me. Like, how could you predict what their next move is? Well, it's so much faster. And Takiyasu's fast. He is fast. But Midori Fuji is lightning speed. Yeah. It's like the flash. He it's is. like doing sumo gets the flash. He is. Kotonowaka versus Gonoyama. Kotonowaka is just continuing his strong, calm sumo and made Gonoyama look like he's scrambling. It was a beautiful throw. I don't know what it was. <laughs> there you go. But it was a kachikoshi. But it was a kachikoshi. Yeah, for Kotonowaka. And then Hoshoryu versus Wakamotoharu. I hate the doyo height because these two hit the ground so hard at the edge. It was kind of a double throw at the edge. And both men put their whole hearts into it as they were tumbling just through the air. And they head first. And Wakamoto Haru ended up kind of landing on his neck with Hoshoryu doubling the weight when he fell on top of him. I don't like it at all. It was a Hoshoryu win. And Wakamoto Haru took a second to get up. And I was like, oh, God, it's these moments I hate with sumo is 
I yeah. love the sumo, but I hate these dangerous falls when these guys get injured because you're watching it in real time. So that's yeah. what I hated about day 10. Yeah. I always feel like their mom. Yeah. Like that moment where you're like, oh God, are they hurt? Why are they doing this to themselves? Why are they doing this? Oh my yeah. God. He'll come back with a like a full, a full face cast, mask, like a mummy, like around his neck, all the way down to his waist. And he'll or be he's fine. wearing like a supported like turtleneck or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, I would love to see... Uh, like a turtleneck on Wakamoto Haru and Esmawashi. Anyway, I Kitty's would too, actually. Right? <laughs> a really short one that just comes down to your nipples. It oh, like, like goes, a dicky? Like a dick goes from chin to nipples and it just supports your shoulders and neck somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Can we make that, that happen? Don't they call those dickies? I Not dickies. No idea. They call them, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, they actually have a term. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the little um, fake shirt that men wear under their other shirts where it looks like a full shirt, but it's just like a little tiny just Do covers. people really wear those? They really exist. I've seen them But I've the only wild. seen them like on stage somewhere. Well, you I think, think you haven't really seen existed. them, but people wear them really well. And you That's think <laughs> Maybe they have a all the men neck. are walking around like that. They're wearing like a turtleneck and a shirt and a sweater. <laughs> and you're like, actually, it's just a shirt. And a jacket or and shirt an and, 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 and a dicky. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Takakesho came down with the win. Karishima did as well. So that is how I rounded out day 10. Very exciting sumo. I, it's a real toss up. I don't know who's going to win this thing. Yeah. Right now we have four guys tied in first place. We have Karishima, Kotonowaka, Atami Fuji, and Ichiyamamoto. Yeah. And then we got four, no, six guys trailing. Hoshoryu, Takakesho, Midori Fuji, Ryudan, Hirado Umi, Chura no Umi. And I think you could tell from the way I said those names, all my various excitement levels about each and every one of them. Yeah. So we (laughs) will watch the rest of this week and we will be back at you next week with bingo winners. You're going to start to have bingos come in. A quick reminder, please send us a clearly marked bingo. And if you're a real sweetheart, name who your wrestlers are so we can easily find them on the card. And uh, we'll be back with our winners and our bingo highlights next week. Until then, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.